0: As if that's not enough. Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com Paula. That's helixsleep.com Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts
1: now. <sighs>
2: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters
3: Ray Horseman Studios in North Hollywood, California. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, returning on the saxophone right there, it's our holiday go-to guy, house band Jorge Reyes here at Ray Horseman Studios. It's Christmas Eve, and you know what that means. A Christmas Eve vacation show. Paula Poundstone, welcome.
0: Thank you so much. Adam, I really love these vacation shows because it's just you and me. It's just quality
3: you and me time concentrated time that you and i get to spend together and that's you know it's rare to get that especially over the holidays are you, are you feeling in the holiday spirit are you doing holiday things i i am i love this time of year yeah
0: like i was just in new york and it was beautiful yeah can
3: we talk about that for a second because yeah. you were at carnegie hall in new i was york. at
0: carnegie hall with
3: you, with wait wait don't tell me yeah now a couple of months ago yeah. I I was talking to the producers of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And yeah. they, they, they I said, you know, I, I come from New York, so yeah. it'd be great if I could play Carnegie Hall again. And they told me I wasn't in and I commiserated with you and you said, yeah, I'm not invited to that one either. I said that you did say that. And then <laughs> this week I look on Facebook and then there's all these pictures of Carnegie Hall with Paula Poundstone in it.
0: Yeah, with I was in Peter Carnegie Gross Hall. Peter Gross and
3: Faith Saley, uh, two yeah. New York based panelists. I was
0: on the Carnegie Hall show with Faith Saley and Peter Gross yes, with and were, Wait,
3: Wait, Don't Tell Me. And then uh, this weekend I was driving around thinking, well, I must, my eyes must have deceived me because Paula said she wasn't on that show. And you, you were, in fact, on that show, Paula. I don't remember ever telling you that I wasn't going to be on that show. We, 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 we t- there's so much that you don't remember. Yeah. But we talked about in fact, about the context that, like, you know, I played Carnegie Hall once myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you were on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
3: Yes, with you. I don't remember that. Well, that, that, it but, was the um, first time the show ever played Carnegie Hall. It was, was kind it? of a big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 How, you did, how did you do? I won. How'd you do?
0: <laughs> no, I won that night.
3: <laughs> I know you did. Yeah, I did. If anybody remembers the Carnegie Hall yeah. show from like 10 years ago. No, it was like eight years ago. No, I won Mo that Rocha night. With Rocca and Paula Poundstone and Adam Felber. Uh, Brian Williams was our guest that night. Yeah. And you won that night.
0: I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, um, this last time when you weren't there,
3: yeah, which, um, where you were purportedly not going to be there either, it just showed up. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was fun. It yeah, was it, it was fun. Been. I was it's sorry nice. you weren't. I was sorry you weren't there. It was it no. was fun. I just I you know you feel like you are, even though not really, because the truth is, wait, wait, don't tell me. Just rinse it and. And they sell tickets. Uh, I don't know right. that you really have to be a performer of any particular level to rent it. Right. But um, it is that does, about works at Carnegie Hall. You just I, rent the place. I think you just rent it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's like it's like having a star on Hollywood so that, doesn't Boulevard. Doesn't that I think you ruin just the old
3: joke? It. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Because the the old joke was, somebody asks asks a guy in the street, "How do I get to Carnegie Hall?" And the response is, "Practice, son. Practice." Yeah. But that's not true. No. The real response is, "That'll be fifteen thousand beans, son."
0: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Wow, uh, Yeah,
0: I, I, To the best of my knowledge, anyways. I mean, I don't know. I was just asked to play there, and so I did. I don't really know how. And
3: I was not asked to play there this time, so I did.
0: <laughs> well, I think that was wise of you.
3: Yeah, well, I thought about yeah. it, though, because I was like, well, clearly Paula said she wasn't asked, and she's on this show.
0: No, but, you know, the truth is, Adam, I don't really know. I write down in my book that right. I have a show. Right. I don't know... I don't write down where. That's it is. That's not
3: knowledge. That's just yeah. You. just I write don't it write down. down where it is. Oh, you don't. I just know. Okay. When I
0: go to the airport in the morning, and they say, they say, they say, well, you know, where are you going? Uh huh. I stare at them for a second. I say, hold on, and I take out a piece of paper that wow. has that
3: information. Well, on you it. do travel a lot. You I travel. do. I you travel, travel all lot. The time. Yeah. For now th- I, 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 it is Christmas Eve. Yeah. Do uh, you have any big holiday plans?
0: What am I gonna do? I'm gonna. Um, Try to catch up on some work. Okay, I'm going to continue to work out. You know, I I take Taekwondo and self defense and drums and, and drums. I, I practice the drums. Right. I'm going to do those things, but I'm not doing anything like holiday esque. Okay, uh, this year this year. Well, maybe I'm, I'll make it. I'm hoping somebody gives me a golden retriever
3: puppy. Now that's true. Here's how
0: I want it. I want it in the Christmas stocking, and I come out in the morning, and there it is.
3: Should he be wearing a little Santa hat?
0: No, dogs don't like that. But okay. if he was in the stocking. In the stocking. Yeah. Dogs just, don't like that either. Uh, this one will.
3: Okay. So if you're listening, um, and if you happen to be Santa. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really what, what I Paul's want. I want it, it doesn't have to be purebred, um, but no chihuahua
3: in it, please. There shouldn't be a chihuahua inside your new golden retriever puppy?
0: I don't want like a chihuahua golden retriever mix. People do that now. Oh, they put, I see. That's what you mean by They put chihuahua animal. in everything. They it's, do not. It's like nuts that we're just trying to get rid of. Right, because there like, are nuts in yeah. everything.
3: Oh my yeah. God, and hot I feel, sauce. I feel that way about raisins. I love that, raisins. Raisins sneak into every food and they oh, don't belong. To.
0: I didn't tell you this. I'm, okay, I love raisins. You do? I, I do. I like eat. You're okay with
3: raisins and couscous and things?
0: I don't eat couscous, but I um I eat sun raisin bread. Okay uh every day that I'm home, about six slices six slices, yeah, I have two slathered in fake butter for t- with toast in the morning. I have two later in the day with my peanut butter and jelly on raisin bread, and then I have two more that I tell myself I'm not going to have, but I do have just before I go to bed uh, slathered in fake butter with um, cinnamon and sugar on top. so I have about six slices a day when you go through the I'm Fresno sure. airport, yeah it's a company town, it's the sun made raisin. Oh, is town. Fresno
3: owned by Big Raisin? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's
0: Big Raisin. So right you go through the Fresno airport, there's like all sorts of ads. Right? There's a glass display case of a small, medium and large box. Of sun made raisins. Now,
3: why would you need to have a display case? Of I that? have
0: no idea. Because I can se-
3: easily imagine what a small, medium, and large box of raisins exactly. might look I've like. Exactly. I've
0: never seen a crowd there at the glass display case. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised. I've never had to say, like, excuse me, excuse me, I can't see I'm here can to you see move? the raisins, yeah. 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 Um, I've never seen anybody else, like, just run to the gate, breathless, go, oh my God, uh, did you see? <laughs> Please don't close the door. I was looking at the raisins. And I got uh, back caught there. up, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, the other day, I was,
3: I'm just I was someplace, stymied and I, wondering how we got to this place.
0: I, I met, no, this is, and I've been talking about Sun-Made Raisins. To, for, for almost for, five minutes now. No, for years on stage. I've uh, talked about Sun-Made have Raisins. you? Yes. Oh, I
3: should have seen your act more.
0: And, um, I, you know, I was at Carnegie Hall the other night. You might have seen that, but you I, weren't I there. I heard a
3: little bit of it, but I wasn't My there. My mistake,
0: you weren't there. Yeah. So, the God other day, yes. I met an older woman. Older than um, what? I, you know, than me. And, uh... We got talking, and I said, where are you from? She mentioned this small town in California. I said, I don't know where that is. She goes, it's right near Fresno. And she said, my father grew raisins, sun made raisins, and, she said, she was the son-made raisin maid. On the
3: box? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was so starstruck. See, I was about to say that story is not interesting. Yeah. And you have... <laughs> <laughs> it is now, in my mind, officially upgraded to mildly interesting. <laughs>
0: no, it's, it's fascinating. I'm expecting... Is that, is
3: that a, that's a good-looking woman on that box. It's a girl, right?
0: It was a young girl. Is a young, up, is it a young up, woman or girl? They've updated it, honestly. I don't oh, know why they consider it more modern, but they've made her more zoptic. She has larger uh, breasts.
3: Oh, they inflated her breasts? Well, which is ironic for it. raisins, which are kind of deflated grapes. <laughs> You'd think they'd want to yeah. use an, a woman of a certain yeah. age on the sun-made raisins.
0: No, apparently they did some, uh, what, you know, they did like market <laughs> testing and they found that a more flat-chested woman, people only ate two or three raisins, but you put like, you know, big breasts on the cover and people just toss Are back whole boxes. Are you really serious about, uh,
3: about, uh, about the sun-made raisins girl yeah. having, having bigger breasts now? Yeah. It's a thing.
0: It's a thing. Did yeah. you
3: and Sun Maid Maid talk about this at the airport? No, I didn't want to tell her that she's been replaced with somebody with bigger breasts. Well, maybe she, maybe she just had an enhancement. Maybe it's the same woman with uh, implants. It wasn't. Oh, it's really it's really like a new woman. <laughs>
0: it's a new woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. But What I met, uh, what I'm assuming is the original Sun Maid. The uh, original Maid. Sun with the bonnet, and she's I, leaning I remember, down yeah.
3: harvesting. But apparently, a B cup and no longer desirable in, in the racist world. <laughs>
1: It's a tough world. Raisins is a tough world. People don't realize.
3: People think of fruit, and fruit is abundance. And I think you need big breasts for it. I'm sorry, lady, if you're out there listening. (laughs) I think you just weren't busty enough and that yeah. makes sense in the sun-made world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, people, you know, with a with a good D cup,
3: people will toss back whole boxes of raisins. I don't like raisins hardly at all, but yeah, if there if there was like yeah, a real right now, big pair of D cups on the I was about to you,
0: right now, if I were to offer you some raisins. Uh-huh. And, and I squished my breasts together so
3: they looked like
0: more cleavage.
3: Yeah, I probably all of yeah. a sudden I want raisins. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, no, no. Point you would, taken. You absolutely. You would
0: ask for like two or three servings. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you'd go I, like, um I'm going to I don't know what it
3: is about these. <laughs> mm, they're so they're, they're so juicy. Um, all right, so I understand all of the Raisins aren't really juicy, by the way. They're not juicy, no, but they're they've flavorful. been sapped of their juice. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why I suggested you know thing that's going to get us in trouble. That maybe women of a certain age should be the sun made man. Um, oh, in yeah. any case, put uh,
0: that out there.
3: Yeah, I'm just putting that out there because you know we're not getting enough angry male these days. I don't know if this is um. Uh, coming out o- over over the speakers, but I want to divert for a minute to point out that for some reason, Ray Horseman over there has been humming for for the past for the past few minutes. Were you humming? He's been humming.
0: Isn't isn't
3: he our isn't our, he our sound engineer? He's our sound engineer, and he's been he's been humming tunes over there, <laughs> so and I don't know why. He's wearing headphones, so I guess he thinks that we can't hear him.
0: I I uh, didn't hear him y- until you put yeah, it. Um, yeah, humming. it seems to me that would be a drawback for an a uh, audio engineer. Yeah, yeah. you've
3: got to take your humming out of every uh, yeah. every episode that you record. Uh, but, you know, that, that's his business, not ours. Yeah. Um, now, Paula, <laughs> since it is Christmas Eve, I feel like we have to give our listeners the gift of theme songs. Oh, let's. Okay, because because as as a lot of people know, uh, we have this fantastic theme song contest, yeah, and our listeners are just sending in the most amazing pieces of music. And
0: I just want to say one thing to Bruce Springsteen, um, it was good.
3: Yeah, and we we, we haven't ruled out playing it on the show.
0: Yeah, and and Van Morrison, you know, uh, it sounded uh, it a little sounded pitchy, a little, dog. It sounded a little too much like "Um, uh, Bright Side of the uh, the
3: Road." Oh, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a little derivative. A virtual Van. rewrite. Yeah. So yeah. I
0: tell you what, Van, uh, do another one and, and stop send plagiarizing it
3: in. <laughs> yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay, that's good. So the first one that we have of ones that we've deemed worthy is uh, you might remember very recently we had um, uh, the members of the Gay Men's Chorus of Los oh, Angeles shit. as they are they were gay? Well, uh, they didn't say that. They just <sighs> said they were members of the Gay oh, Men's oh, Chorus my gosh. of Los Angeles.
0: All right. Um, and they, is, they this is such a reveal, and they're not even here. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, Here we are, outing. We're outing members of the game ends chorus. (laughs) That's possibly homosexual. It's weird. Um, Anyway, they they were here in the studio. That would be a great way to
0: tell your parents. By the way.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, honey, I thought I knew you were in that chorus. Yeah,
0: I'm in a show. I want you to come see it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that would be awesome. Can you imagine? It, it could, would be great. Because that's like 300 guys in yeah, that chorus. It would
0: tell your, par- yeah. would tell your parents m- that you had that you had pride and community. And, and, uh, and, it, would and actually it could make be- a
3: mighty, mighty sound. I hope, yeah. you know, if you're out there and you're thinking of coming out and you have a passable voice, I would say join the <laughs> Gay Men's Chorus. <laughs> <laughs> and then right into this show, uh, nobody listens to Paul Bownstone at gmail.com. Let us know how that went.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when you invite your parents to the show. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me.
0: Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut
3: out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Um, Anyway, uh, one of the um, members of, uh, of our little house band last week from the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles is a fan of our show. And he wrote... A theme song. He wrote a wonderful theme and song. So, and it's holiday themed. So here it is from Kevin Held. Should Paul the Poundstone be
1: forgot and never brought to mind, you haven't really lost a lot. This show's not worth your time. Your time is valuable, my dear. Don't waste it with us. Oh, Adam Felber's also
3: here, but he's not the real genius. It's Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's fantastic. That is nice. in some Thank ways. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> But I, I want to say we've got this ongoing theme uh, ever since the first person dropped me in as an afterthought in the song. Now people are getting sort of artistic about dropping me in as an afterthought. Did you hear that sort of "Oh." Adam's there too." And then it actually goes out of his way to say he's not the real genius.:
0: Yeah, I thought it was nice that they mentioned you. Yeah, now, I didn't,
1: really. <laughs> I think there are ways to be mentioned in great. which it's a little you insulting.
0: Know, I, I don't. Um, did you listen to the whole show at Carnegie Hall?
3: No I didn't oh, I was uh, yeah. I was angry that day for yeah. some reason <laughs> I just, well uh, I'll be I, honest. I with ripped you. the radio out of my car. I really not very like me.
0: Your name didn't come up.
3: Not once. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's the thing about wait wait, don't tell me yeah. uh that they say Adam Felver is not on every show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah. So I guess in some ways so, it's
3: great that I'm identified as the person on
0: Exactly. And that it was very nice of Kevin I'm gonna try
3: to keep a good attitude about this because I've been go. told that, that there are some themes that we've had that, that do feature me heavily in. Yeah. And so I haven't heard these. Perhaps
0: this is one of them coming up? I'm
3: told that this one is. I haven't heard it. It's from Nikki Adkins, and it's titled Beleaguered Blues.
1: Paula never listens to Adam. Even though he's smart and his advice is great. Paula never listens to Adam why she never does so we can't contemplate he knows it's not try polly he knows they're just balloons he knows she'll drive him crazy if not now then pretty soon oh paula never listens to at all but nobody listens to paula poundstone oh, oh yes nice. nikki
3: <laughs> oh my god nikki atkins i love that i think our uh, theme song contest has a winner, so thanks everybody. That's <laughs> wow, uh, so, that was awfully it, nice. It is very yeah, nice. Yeah, it was, was all nice. Funny. She really, she really clearly listens to the show, yeah, and, and sees the position I'm in day to day.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm gonna make a balloon animal.
3: Right. Now this is interesting uh, because uh, this was referenced in the song that you um. You blow up balloons sometimes and call them balloon animals. This is a,
0: I'm making a, um, this is uh, Nikki uh, playing the piano.
3: Nikki Adkins playing the piano. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's going to be, now now, Nikki, if you, if you, we're going to take a picture of this. Yeah. What Paula is doing is she is tying a balloon that she just blew up to what is sort of a balloon sculpture that she managed to do earlier in this evening, and she's going to call it You at the Piano. Uh, I don't know why. I really don't. Yeah. It's, it doesn't look yeah. like anything, really. Yeah. yeah, but we'll we'll put that on our website. Um,
0: That's Nikki playing the piano. Oh uh, well. You know, well. Uh, Adam, we've had a, a, a art expert on. Does Does Jackson Pollock mean nothing to you? I am the Jackson Pollock of balloon sculptures.
3: Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can leave it right there, but I'm going to jump is all over. So that. clearly, you, Nikki I,
0: playing the piano.
3: That's not Nikki playing the piano, but it is. It at least it's a sculpted balloon creation, and and you have come a, a long way with your balloon animals. I have to admit. All right, Harrison Beck has submitted a ditty he calls "Adam Wishes Paulo Was Mime." <laughs> According to Harrison, the song is a brief, upbeat conversation with Adam, in which he wonders whether, since no one is listening to Paul of Houndstone, maybe a career change is in order. I don't know wow, if I'm going to like
0: this that's song. Quite a premise. Uh, I'm loving
3: it already. Thank you. Let's hear. Let's hear Harrison's song. <laughs> Why, Adam Feldberg,
2: nice to see you today. You said you had a thing to say, so give it to me straight while I've got time. Well, he said, it's not about me. This idea I've got's about Paula P. That is, what if Paula Poundstone was a mime? <laughs> What if Paula Poundstone was a mime? Now I haven't lost my reason and I haven't lost my rhyme. I just think we would be more than okay and no one listens to her anyway. I'm not saying Paula's head on a silver tray, not that I've never imagined it that way. Plus Paula loves a French beret and no one listens to her anyway. And would it be some cataclysmic podcast crime if Paula Poundstone became a mime? But since she probably won't, I guess it's podcast time. <laughs> oh, wow,
1: that is fantastic. I love that.
3: I. Wow! That <laughs> really is thank beautiful. you, Harrison. Have Beth. you
0: had those thoughts Adam? about
3: you being a mime? <laughs> yeah,
0: or my head on a tray?
3: No, no, come no, no, not basically not. No, yeah, not not <laughs>
0: not on a tray. Not a
3: tray, no, yeah. <laughs> perfectly good tray. <laughs>
0: wow! Yeah, that no, was, no, no, no. I don't wish stuff. you were a mime.
3: I, I do, I do like, although I don't wish you were mime or that your head was on a tray. Thank you. Um, I do like that some of our listeners are sort of. Uh, uh, taking up my cause a little bit because it, <laughs> to this yeah. point most of those theme songs were kind of insulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sucks to be you, Felber
3: No, not anymore. <laughs> not that not, not, not. I've got um, <laughs> I've got Harrison Beck on my side and Nikki Adkins.
0: Yeah, no, you've, you're you're accruing quite a team.
3: Yeah, I really, I really yeah. am. Uh, the, we uh, don't have a theme song yet. I no. mean, those are two strong candidates. I think, or three strong candidates. Yeah, that we've got and there. I just
0: want to say, Beyonce, you know what? Oh, uh, uh, this is
3: sad. Yeah, it,
0: no, it was good.
3: Yeah it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't bad.
0: It 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 was it was good. It's you know it's the cursing. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure we Honestly, can have that. You don't kind do of... that
3: on your records, and yet you yeah. think you could do that around here.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I don't. Th- you can't that kind of cursing in the in the theme song. Maybe it's just not the right way. To kick the uh, show off, it but. didn't
3: even really sound like a theme song. It sounded like you were just telling us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which I but I think, I think it was I, certainly a good it was good, nice effort, good yeah. try, yeah. and yeah, I and I you know what, it.
0: and I want to thank um, Jay Z for helping her out with yeah, that. Yeah, that's
3: right. <laughs> he apparently agreed with her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: A lot of people might have thought that that wasn't even a theme song submissions, <laughs> so much as a oh, phone you know- message that we received. <laughs> From Beyonce and Jay Z. You don't think
0: that accidentally went into the theme song pile when it was supposed to be a review?
3: It was a review or a message, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Quite possible that that was not that was their opinion of us yeah. rather than their. And you their... know,
0: I still want to say, you know, thanks to both uh, you, Beyonce and Jay Z. Because it sounded uh, f- good for listening. Absolutely, yeah. and uh,
3: you're aware of us. That's what matters, really. Yeah,
0: I think Rihanna's lyrics were more loving.
3: Yes, they were. <laughs> They were. Yeah. They they didn't wish us dead or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she didn't want my my head on a platter.
3: But yeah, Rihanna. We'll be thinking about yours too. Anyway, um, it's now time for that segment that you and I love so much. Um, it's movie reviews to save you the trouble of seeing the sequel. Thank you, Jorge Reyes. Uh, Paula, it is the uh, holiday movie season, and we could have chosen a number of movies, but we decided to go with Bumblebee, which hits theaters on December 21st, uh, a couple days ago by the time people are hearing this. Now, Bumblebee is part of a gigantic movie franchise, Transformers. So to help
0: people... I didn't even know that there was more than one. No, I guess I knew there was a Transformer 2. I didn't know that they'd gone before that. But Transformer 1 is where Adam and I... Uh,
3: started. Yeah, we, we we like to do that. Like when we did our uh, advice about Creed 2 just a, a month or so ago, we went and ri- watched the original Rocky to let you know if you should see Creed 2.
0: Now, I know there was a Creed 1, but that didn't begin the story. So uh, last night, Adam you and, came and over I to watched. My house? Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and the- we watched the original Transformers. Uh,
0: and so for those of you who haven't yet taken the, the leap, I just I want to tell you that it begins with, what do you call that, like a prologue? Be, um, uh, Optimus Prime, who is uh, the, the head transformer. The head
3: good robot.
0: He's a robot that turns into a car and then turns back into a robot a many really, times. Uh, yeah, he's a big, shiny truck. I mean, truck um, uh, uh, he explains in the beginning of the film, like the genesis of of the Transformers yes, and they had a enemy uh, enemy robots that they've been Decepticons t- tussling with over, over many years. Eons. Frankly, yeah. I didn't understand all of what Optimus Prime said, but one of the things
3: that I noticed right off the bat. Yeah, ba- you wrote it down when it happened. Well,
0: he said, "We know not
3: where it came from." Yeah, he yeah. was talking about the But the, what the I cubes. noticed
0: was that was the only time he said the words in the wrong order. Yeah, he said it he as if all he was
3: Shakespearean on us, right? As if he was off. from
0: another era. And uh-huh. then after that, he was all caught up. He just he, he said, "We know not," and yet the rest of the words were in the right order. Um, so he explains the backstory of this supposedly um, these robots that are trying to live in a world of peace. Right. And yet, when you meet the robots, two or three of them, um, their forearms are actually guns. Yeah which it seems to belie
3: it, it, a little bit it's very NRAE like 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 you know the only thing to stop a bad robot with a gun is a good robot with a gun seems to be the giant robot with a gun
0: yeah i don't and, see i don't see how you can be a species that mm-hmm. uh only desires to live in peace when your forearms are actually guns yeah uh, it, it it doesn't make any sense well, to me. Well, but let's story- re-rack it a little bit right, because it's
3: so sto- a 2007 movie directed by Michael Bay. Um, and it is uh, it is based on the popular line of Hasbro toys that have been around since the 70s, right. which were Transformers. They're more than meets the eye. They were like toy cars that turned into... I don't think to... they've been
0: around since the 70s, by the way. They didn't have them when I was
3: little. Maybe the 80s. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe the 80s. Okay. Yeah, so it's... Uh, right, it'll be a little toy car, and then you can flex some of the pieces on it, and then it turns into a robot. And, yes. Uh, like my, I drive a Prius, for example. Right. Um, that uh, also turns into—it uh, doesn't. It's it just it a turns Prius. into a, a a container of soy milk. It doesn't. Uh, yes. Yeah,
3: that would be a very unpopular toy for a kid, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. If you fold up your car, it turns into a canister of soy milk.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worst uh, Christmas ever. N- no. Yeah.
0: No, I'm telling you, uh, toddlers in Berkeley love it.
3: They do. That's um, surprising. No, but here's the thing that happened: is that this movie comes out and it stars the amazing Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. It came out in uh, two thousand and seven. It grossed seven hundred and six million dollars worldwide, and that wow. it was and a that lot of money. That doesn't even back include then, the kids.
0: four bucks you paid to watch it last night, right?
3: Yeah, I actually paid forty bucks. So yeah, do we so, so now it's seven tack that on. Yeah, exactly seven seven hundred six million and change. That it's it a gross. hard
0: movie to follow because there's these robots show themselves uh, in a variety of locations. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of say, like the bad guy robots show themselves in a variety of locations at a, at the same time. Kind of um, the first place that you see them as a viewer is they show up. In Qatar, where the American military uh, battles them. And you can tell it's Qatar because uh, in the background, um, you can see Jared Kushner begging for money. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Which was prescient, I think. Yeah. Because he was much younger back then.
0: (laughs) And then... It somehow hooks up to let's see, um Shia
3: LaBouffe's it turns
0: great, out and it, Great 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 Grandfather great
3: Grandfather or Great Grandfather yeah. apparently discovered the frozen Decepticon leader in the Arctic ice and the Decepticon's location and the location of the thing that they're looking for was ended up being projected on the spectacles which Shia LaBeouf still owns of yeah. his grandfather's So he spectacles. had his
0: grandfather's glasses yeah. and they
3: had somehow That became the MacGuffin of the movie. Like everybody needs the evil and good robots need the this, these glasses. Right.
0: So they were all chasing down these glasses that Shia LaBeouf uh you know didn't even realize the value of what he was he trying had. to sell them on eBay. That's and how the... that's how they found it was yeah. through a computer search. Yeah,
3: it doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: No, there and was a lot of things that you enjoyed the sense. movie. I actually did enjoy the Movie. I'll that, tell this is
3: stunning me because you've been to my house and I've shown you what I thought were some pretty good movies. Like, oh, come on, I, I thought the Pacific Rim was a good sci-fi movie. Thing.
0: Okay, <laughs> Pacific Rim, which right. was just unbearable. And then what was the other thing that you liked with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I
3: didn't love it, but Predator, the first you Predator movie. You liked Predator? I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was. And, uh, it and, was I, and, and then we watched but, Rocky together. It was.
0: All, it, Predator was all but unwatchable. What's funny is when Adam first showed I don't me think that's Pacific true. Rim, he was pretty sure I would like it because he said No it's really a pretty good. Good film.
3: Yeah, we don't and, have to dwell on that. That was yeah, a long time ago. It
0: was a few, couple of months ago. It was directed it was like, by
3: Guillermo del Toro.
0: Yeah, that makes all the difference. It um, did. I thought.
3: Uh, okay. yeah,
0: yeah, so... Uh, and, and, and even uh, Rocky. But, I mean, what's funny is while we're watching Transformers last night, Adam says, well, it's somehow not believable. And yeah. yet Predator and, and Pacific Rim
3: were science-based, were they? I'm not saying they were science-based, but I'm saying that in both of those movies the world had its own internal logic that maybe you could respect. Like, if it were scientifically possible for A to happen, then B could possibly happen.
0: No. I, I, Pacifogram is so awful. It's so trite. But, but, but I, 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 I can't believe you could stack that up next to Transformers. <laughs> Transformers was entertaining. First of all, the the people who played Shia LaBeouf's parents were so funny. Shia
3: LaBeouf's parents were really funny.
0: Bernie Mac plays a used car salesman that sells the car that is the one that Bumblebee that turns into a robot, and that's how Shia LaBeouf gets involved with the robots. Absolutely, and and that's a good ninety
3: seconds in a two and a half hour movie. He,
0: Bernie Mac, was so funny.
3: He was very funny.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, but but that's more than Pacific Rim didn't have any minutes.
3: I see. I, I don't agree,
0: but you see. I do think that this is. Tell me one minute that was worth watching. In I'm not going to tell Rim. you one because you you're can't, just going to say no,
3: it wasn't. You
0: know, you it, can't even think of it. I I loved lots of
3: Pacific Rim. <laughs> tell
0: me what minute was worth watching in Pacific Rim.
3: How about the end where they where they manage to get into the into that little uh, rift in the, at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean and you get a glimpse into that horrifying world where all the all the kaiju are coming from and then it gets blown up.
0: No, that was stupid.
3: See, that's um, why I didn't want to tell you this.
0: <laughs> okay, I, one of the only things I, I... Okay, there are plenty of things I didn't. Like the final fight scene in uh, Transformers just went on forever, and you couldn't tell one monster, or one robot
3: apart from the other. Yeah, I think the robot designs were a little bit bad in that they all kind of looked... This, I, I don't want to be robotist about this, but they, yeah. d- they do kind of all look the same, the good ones and the bad ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was a, It was very difficult to follow the final silly, stupid fight scene that went on
3: forever. But here's the thing, and I think this is the thing about Michael Bay movies, and I think this is why they do so well, it, it, they never add up to complete movies, but there's something in there for everybody. You got your funny scene with the parents of the teenager that was really funny. It was and, really funny. And, and the little kids who came to Saw It got to see big robot battles and gags where robots pee on people. Yeah. And the teenagers there got to watch Endless shots of of sweaty, glowing Megan Fox, half dressed.
0: Yeah, Megan Fox was but something uh, for everybody. Painful to watch. Um, first of all, she had so much lip gloss that I was watching the credits at the end of the show to see, like, was there a person that just did the lip gloss? <laughs> Because the lip gloss budget on this film.
3: Well, the other scientist lady was very glossy, too. There
0: was another very glossy lady. But Megan Fox had so much lip gloss that um, at one point, Shia LaBeouf kisses her and he just slips off.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just slides it because she's she's that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: She could have gotten away from all those bad robots. Just She could have just, just them. lunged at them with her lips, lips. and slid off. Her her, li-
3: her lips were glossy. They were now,
0: really glossy. I think
3: she's very attractive, so that was something like when she was on the screen, I was like, well, at least there's an attractive person on the there, screen. There, so you had that going for and That's what I'm talking about. That's, what, that's how Michael Bay does. That's what he do. No. He do that.
0: that that's not, but you know, it's so funny. So Adam's son, uh, uh, Baz, was there when I got to their house last night, and he was talking to me about Michael Bay films. Yeah. And Adam has so Indoctrinated his son That he would say Like yeah Michael Bay films Are always bad things Happen to Michael Bay films Like no, what, he, what kid knows this shit I was not shit?
3: talking to him About Michael Bay films You
0: oh, oh he picked that up On the street
3: He did <laughs>
0: He did Here's not. Here's the
3: thing. Among his friends, there are things that you wouldn't think are are, are things that they joke about, but yeah. because of the, the various YouTube videos they watch, Justin Bieber being, being a dick is one that my kid picked up when he was in second grade. And then... And Michael Bay's films being nothing but endless explosions is something that kids no, joke about. That
0: kids do not joke about Michael Bay films. Well, I don't joke about Michael Bay <laughs> films. No, it was so clearly they never come no, up in my he house. He was like he. It was like mini me, Adam. It was like a little Adam Felber walking around. It was no, he was too. He is. He's like a he's mini me. I, 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 I swear
3: to you, I've no, never I'm spoken to my son about Michael Bay films. Why even would the way I? when we
0: go to talk about the movie, you're like Michael Bay doesn't. He's not the only director that ever had like. A babe with lip gloss that didn't have a lot of, you know, that there wasn't a lot of use
3: for. That's true. You know what my objection to this movie is, um, after we could stop accusing me of indoctrinating my son with anti-Michael Bay vibes, (laughs) um, is that one thing I did notice is that, and it really bugged me, and I kept noticing it to you, and I couldn't get you to buy into this. What's that? The sweating. Oh, Every character in that movie in every environment was covered in sweat.
0: Adam, the
3: whole world was threatened.
0: The, there was yeah, But a even scorpion. like on Air
3: Force One, where they presumably but, have good climate control, yes. everybody was glossy with sweat, even before the crisis.
0: No, there was no before the crisis. The Air Force One, they were up there from the very start, bad things had happened. Remember that little... Um, yeah,
3: but nobody knew about the little thing crawling around on Air Force One. The president was literally lying back in bed with his socks up, asking for ding-dongs. It wasn't really the highest stress moment. And yet, every even, was even the woman the second who took the George order... Bush. Yeah, it was it was supposed to be the second George Bush, clearly. But even even the w- woman taking that ding dong order and going down to the kitchen, the, the galley to get the get. She was sweaty. She was.
0: Swe- no, Everybody's I think that's glowing. very realistic. Really? Yeah. No, you know what? That's high pressure work, uh, working but for the president.
3: Everybody in the movie: Bernie Mac, Megan Fox, Shia LaBeouf, just sweating. Part of the film took place in Qatar. Yes, part of the film did take it's place very in guitar. Hot there. Part of the film <laughs> took place inside the Hoover Dam where they were super cooling the evil robot to keep it from thawing, and they were sweating there too.
0: But there was an evil robot that was thawing. The, ho- the whole world was at risk. Re- I'm, I'm not buying so this, no. when the earth is threatened, you're going to be cool as a cucumber. I Everybody else there, is going to be running around of- sweating, and Adam Felbert's just going to be reviewing Michael Bay, sipping a soda, cool as a cucumber. Yeah, maybe that's what's going to happen. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, but I got to say, I think that that was a way that he conveys tension and immediacy, is that everybody's moist all the hmm. time. It's not a bad way. <laughs> I, it, it seems to work for him because he's done five and now six of these. Transform- Certainly worked moves.
0: in Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tension and urgency with everybody being moist.
3: Oh, okay. So you're referring to the film Caligula? Yes. Which was a X-rated yeah. epic from yeah. the '70s or yeah. something. And yeah, your so son you're,
0: talked to me about it last night. He Tell did me, not. Yeah,
3: he did. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's ten. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, Adam. I speak about no. Caligula possibly less than Michael Bay in my no, household. No, but
0: kids now, kids now love to make Caligula jokes. That's.
3: That's a, I see that's I see
0: what you're doing here. Because see, they go on YouTube and they watch uh no! clips of Caligula. <laughs> they don't. They do. No, and I... uh and they make a lot of jokes about it. Um in fact, your son was making some sort of art project last night. I don't know if you looked closely at it. I didn't.
3: What was it? A diorama of Caligula? <laughs>
0: it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I I know the way you think, but you're just wrong. I, I, all right, let's get back to the movie because because yeah. my parenting skills are are, are unimpeachable. Um <laughs> yeah so so you were enjoying parts of the movie
0: I did it was yeah. very
3: funny there were there were funny parts i i will I will say that i was I was put off by so many aspects of it though. I just
0: what's unbelievable to me is that you could you and he kept saying that last night he was like, well, this isn't believable. I can't believe Michael Bay does this with his films, and uh, I, all the piece wait, of you, shit stuff you have made me watch <laughs> <laughs> but, whereas whereas before we watched Halloween, he's like, This is a good
3: film.' Uh, yes, all right, you know what? Halloween is not a good film. I am willing to be judged. If, if you're out there listening and you're wondering who has a better sense of films, Paula is stacking Transformers 1 ahead of Halloween, Rocky, and Pacific Rim.
1: Not
0: necessarily ahead of Rocky, but You said so last night. Uh, but uh, no, by by miles ahead of Pacific Rim and what was that <coughs> Predator <laughs> and Halloween. I mean, these imagine. are classic movies. <laughs> these are, these are, class- are classic movies no. and Transformer 1 is not. And this asshole didn't like White Christmas. See what I mean?
1: <laughs>
3: oh, this is really about White Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> All right, for our listeners, I watched White Christmas. Um just so we could talk about it in the podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and he kept saying, nothing blew up. It wasn't good. I didn't say that. I said I didn't really enjoy the movie, and it kind yeah. of put me to sleep because I uh, I thought it was a terrible plot.
0: Yeah, that's a terrible plot, but Predator, that's rich. Yeah, well, How at least something happens. Yeah. Things happen in White Christmas. How can you say things didn't happen? Well,
3: here, here's the thing. When, when you're writing a story, I mean, like, when I think of stories that I like, yeah, somebody makes a plan. And something goes wrong, and they have to make a new plan, and uh, they have to improvise, and they, you know, sometimes things blow up, and sometimes they don't. Do you mind Somet- if I
0: write this down? This is good.
3: Uh, my <laughs> point is, in White Christmas, I put Guillermo Bing Crosby Littaro, behind
0: act. this. I, I'm gonna be rich.
3: Bing Crosby, who can't act um, very well, uh, and and Danny Kaye come up with a plan. Like halfway through the movie, maybe even a third of the way through the movie. They
0: didn't need a plan before that.
3: I know, but they can You don't up- just
0: make up a plan before you need it. Oh, of course. Of course not. You don't just in the middle of the night go, let's get out of here. No. If you don't need to so evacuate. They made, up, they
3: made up a plan to make their old commanding officer's life a little better. Yes. And then they do that plan and it works. End of movie.
0: Are you still y- sick? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm no, just, you sound, no, you I'm sound a little raspy. I'm kind of gagging rasky. as
3: I talk about White Christmas.
0: <laughs> no, you, so, you still sound sick. I'm, and a, you know,
3: I'm you, a little throaty. Adam
0: has been denying that he had ever been sick, and I just want to say this. you up so much shit about <laughs> me today. Three, Three of my cats, uh-huh. my cat Clue, my uh-huh. cat Hardy, and my cat Jem, all uh, had upper respiratory infections after I worked with Adam Felber. That
3: feels to me like two unrelated facts. <laughs> Because you know what, I, I had home. my upper respiratory infection a few weeks ago. Yeah, after I'd met your cat.
0: No, you had not met my cat. No, I went home after working with you, and I pet my cat. I remember I was talking to Chloe. I said, "I said never watch Halloween," and
3: it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> a very good horror movie.
0: <laughs> no, it's a horrible
3: movie. All right, um, so back to Transformers for just a minute. But I honestly think it's kind of a piece of crap that first movie.
0: Imagine. A uh, 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 two and a half
3: uh, hours too. Yeah, and that most was of, kind of most amazing. of you robots cut, fighting. Yeah, you could have cut, cut, cut a lot secretary of that. And mumbo jumbo with the defense secretary and 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 colorful hacker characters that we've seen in a bunch of movies before. I'd never seen those characters, but
0: uh, John Voight was in it, and John Voight was very good. He played the Secretary of Defense, was it not?
3: He was the Secretary of yeah, Defense. Was,
0: yeah, and he and he kept
3: name dropping Angelina Jolie. He, was he? <laughs> See, I didn't notice that part of it. Yeah, yeah. There were some very entertaining actors in it. John Turturro is yeah. in it. Yeah, John is in it. And uh, to, sh- to show you the caliber of movie that we're talking about, he gets um, he tries to bust the kids, and then the kids get defended by the robots, and the kids make him strip down to his comically colorful underwear.
0: Yeah,
3: and that's a that's a big funny moment. It's it's one of the funny moments. I think yeah. he also gets peed on by a robot. Yeah. Yeah, these are not great cinematic moments, are, are my point. No,
0: I'm but there were others. That, okay, my point is... There were like four P jokes. Here's how I need to review it. Even Transformers is better than most
3: of the shit Adam's made me watch. Wow. And some of the shit I've made you watch is stuff that you suggested watching, like Rocky, the first Rocky movie.
0: The, the first Rocky movie's good.
3: Okay, but there's no Transformers. Okay, so here, here's what we do. Adam's
0: here now. Every day now. Okay, what? Sorry.
3: It's time for the verdict. Now, this movie Bumblebee is coming out. Oh yeah. And reviewers are actually very enthusiastic about this new movie Bumblebee. Say, one reviewer said, "This is the Transformers movie that we have deserved all this time." As though we've deserved a good Transformers movie. Yeah, exactly. Movie. I love yeah.
0: that. That is one of those people that thinks there's that we deserve
1: a, a good, good one. Transformers movie. A good movie, movie. about Transformers. It's, it's clearly
0: somebody that played with Transformers when they were a kid. Right. And they thought when they first heard the movie was coming out, oh boy, this is going to be great.
3: Right. And then was disappointed. Yeah. I think you've described a lot of America just there. <laughs> but, yeah. But, okay, so. Talking to those people out there. I was like,
0: I, you know, when I was a kid, I liked the game Operation.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And uh, if they ever made an Operation movie.
3: Which I'm sure is in the works. uh, Where a guy just keeps having surgery. uh, And only having things taken out. Yeah. Nothing ever gets fixed. (laughs) No, the, 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 they take out
0: his wishbone. They take out his spare
3: ribs. Yeah. They take yeah. out his broken heart. Yeah. You think they would put him together again? Or, oh, no, no, that was no. a great game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it would make it equally a good movie as as the Transformers movies. I think. Yeah. But but it's time for advice based on your experience of Transformers. Would you recommend that our audience see Bumblebee?
0: I would not recommend seeing what? Bumblebee. What? I do recommend seeing Bumblebee.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is the movie that we I didn't see the
0: money right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do recommend. Reviewers, it's the Transformer movie we deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Only in America do we deserve a Transformer movie.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think I I agree with that reviewer, that Bumblebee is the Transformers movie that we um, deserve. And I think that people shouldn't see it.
0: You think people shouldn't see it.
3: No, because I don't think any of those movies are any good. Yeah. There would be no reason yeah. to think that the next one is.
0: Right. They should rewatch Predator. Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a verdict on, on Transformers. It's a thumbs down from me for Bumblebee and, and for you it's a It's a thumbs up from me. It's a thumb This is the first movie you've given a thumbs up on our podcast. Yeah. The first one. Transformer. You even gave a thumbs down to Rocky. Transformers. <laughs> They're more than meets the eye, apparently. I do not see it, but Paula Poundstone did. So um, if you're out there, at least one of us thinks you should go see Bumblebee. Oh, thank you so much, house band Jorge Reyes. Paula, um, for this special Christmas Eve vacation show, and I'm starting to feel a really Christmassy. I'm having a good time. Are you having I'm a mean, good having time?
0: a great time. Me too.
3: <laughs> now, um, <laughs> uh, We've reached out to our listeners to find out what present did you hammer your parents for as a kid and was it worth it? So let's uh, reach into the mailbag and see what we've got. Um, Jorge Reyes, can we have some mailbag music? Thank you, Jorge Reyes. Paula, our first letter is from K. Balati Taylor from Ronkonkoma, New York. From sh- where? Ronkonkoma.
0: Ronkonkoma? You don't know
3: Ronkonkoma? i never
0: heard of Ronkonkoma. Oh, it's on Long
3: Island. It's a major stop on the Long Island Railroad. Ronkonkoma.
0: It's just a silly name. Ronkonkoma.
3: Yes, yes. I'm sure that the uh, Native Americans get, that I... it was named after thought it was silly as hell, too. Oh, is it
0: named after Native Americans? <laughs> Most things on
3: Long Island oh, are, yeah. I
0: see. Yeah. It just sounded like something somebody made up. Oh, every
3: Every culture can come up with silly names. Um. All right. Um. But Kay Bellotti Taylor writes beautiful Chrissy grow hair doll. Oh, how I loved that doll! Oh. Till my annoying little sister got mad at me for something and cut off all of her hair.
0: Oh, I remember uh, little Chrissy. You push a button on her back, and uh, and her hair grew. You could like pull the hair long.
3: Would you I, then uh, push it again I to retract know. the you hair? M- I think that's what you There must have been a hair
0: retracting thing, unless it was just one of those disposable dolls.
3: Yeah, I, I doubt it was. Nothing was disposable in those days. Tony no. Anita Hall is nodding enthusiastically that there was a hair retraction feature oh on my the gosh. doll. Oh gosh,
0: I do a beautiful Chrissy. I still make references where I say beautiful Chrissy. That was it that was a bit was, was a that was a landmark doll. And Beautiful. so th- this, this
3: this woman's sister cutting off the hair is just a that's a finky thing to do
0: yeah that's a that's a low life move. My sisters I used to have um I had a big stuffed animal collection, and my sisters used to make them would sort of animate them, they would make them talk um but what they did was and I was the youngest, so what they did was uh, I was the mother of all of the um stuffed animals, and I was married to a a giant stuffed frog named frog, and uh, I wasn't all that creative and ah. Uh, uh, our last name was Peterson, it was Frog Peterson. Frog Peterson. And all the other animals were my children. And my sisters would make them be sort of fractious characters. So they would always make the kids be my. Wow. Th- they would make them be demanding, they would make them argumentative.
3: Wow. Um, Did that prepare you for later life a little bit? From I had
0: things? no idea what was coming. <laughs> um, I had a doll called Tatters, and you pulled a string, and she said, My name is Tatters. What's the matter?
3: Oh, she, wow. She was very... That, you can't pin that on your sister. She was very that's sort adult. of
0: esoteric, but her nose was sewn on. Okay. Uh, it was like a little bead, a little plastic bead, and the plastic bead had a seam around it, and my sisters uh, would make her want to... She would always say, I want to kiss you, and when she would kiss me, they would s- scratch my face with the plastic seam. On purpose? Yeah.
3: Wow, that's super specific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. My name is Tatters. What's the matter?
3: And then you get scratched. So, <laughs> so you hear that, and your face hurts. Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: Exactly. wasn't wow. very nice at all. Yeah. It's wow, it better than Halloween, though. Uh, yeah. Now, so, did uh, you
3: have a present that you uh, you know wanted really badly and and lobbied for really hard? Oh,
0: I had a. I actually I cried. I had like a fuss in a store over the game operation.
3: Oh, it was operation? I really wanted that was your operation. lobbying for thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really wanted it, and I have to say when I, I my parents. I think that what happened was they had perhaps they'd even already bought like Santa Claus had already gotten it for me, but you know they didn't, I didn't know that. So uh, right, uh, I gotta say, it met all of my expectations. It
3: was it was, a, it, was it was a great
0: it was game. It. Yeah, right, it was so a great your, your game. answer is and yes. And if you know, I didn't go to medical school, but I can remove things. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> if you're you know if you're considering becoming a doctor, but you can't afford all the training, you, I suggest you can show. That you start off, at least, with operation. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> all right, um, Anne Wason now, now that my doctor retired... <laughs> um,
3: I... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did cover that in a, <laughs> a recent show, in yeah, fact. Yeah. you your your doctor, and the first doctor that you have really ever had...
0: Yeah, she retired. Retired recently. Yeah, I guess she had gotten me so healthy Yeah, um, that she decided to quit. back. hurtful.
3: Anne Waysen Forniciero from Mesa, Arizona, did not love her present quite as much as Kay did. She writes... I wanted Baby Crawl Along, and I got it. Now was that doll a di- Now was that doll a disappointment? She was mechanical and made the loudest noise as she crawled along. I lost interest immediately.
0: All right, I just want to say, Anne, you got a doll called Baby Crawl Along, and you didn't think it was going to be mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reasonable
3: point, right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and again, I would say, uh, Anne, don't have kids. Wow! Uh, yeah. That's a because, big jump. Well, the doll was disappointing because it made noise right. while it oh, crawled. I see. Yeah, I got bad news for you about kids. Um, but yeah, they don't make mechanical
3: noises, most kids.
0: Mine did. Okay. And uh, the other thing is, you know, you're lucky it was just crawling. What do you mean? Oh, because once they walk.
3: Oh, you mean you, you once again segue to real children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, or dolls.
3: Or doll. Yeah, well, dolls can- don't walk, really.
0: Oh, some dolls walk.
3: Do they really? Sure. Which ones?
0: The baby, will walk along.
3: baby walk-along.
0: Baby <laughs> walk-along? Is yeah. there a baby walk-along, Paula? Yeah, there is. There's baby walk-along. Really? and yeah. And, and yeah. walks on two feet? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: It's called baby walk-along.
0: Uh-huh. And there's- I could um,
3: Google that now, yeah. and I'd find a, a doll, don't, a bipedal don't, doll. Don't,
0: don't, don't, yeah, don't Google it. Because um, it's, yeah.
3: it's just- um, you know the motion of of walking is very very hard. I mean, robotics firms work on it very hard all the time. I, I just
0: yeah, it's, 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 she makes grunting noises. Oh, okay. Well, that, Baby waggling. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. I wouldn't get that one if I were you, Anne. Um Yeah, they, there's you know, a lot that, that, of dolls that, that show. That does remind me of
3: a pretty funny story. Is um, uh, my 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 oldest child Baz, who you know quite well. Yes, uh, he's a it, big Michael Bay fan. He's not a Michael Bay fan, yes. but he has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um in any case,
0: yeah, because all fifth graders sit around talking about the directors
3: of films. I think it's just got to be a meme on the internet. Uh, they no, must be watching no,
0: YouTube. No, kids don't talk about film There's directors. There's no a world in
3: which I would have been talking to my son about Michael Bay. I hate to go back into this, but
0: like what kids context would Kids don't talk about film directors. No kids sit around and talk about film directors. And in the fifth grade, they just don't.
3: Okay. You know, like oh I think you're, you know, know, if you're out there and you've really, got a, if you got really a kid around that. the age of 10 or so who watches a lot of, uh, you know, top 10 lists and stuff on YouTube and has a lot of, just, uh, you know, let us know if, 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 if I'm right about this Michael Bay thing that kids make jokes about Michael Bay movies.
1: Yeah.
0: I enjoyed the heck out of the emoji film. Uh, uh, wasn't that well directed? That's the kind of things kids say.
3: I, I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I, very much I, against I,
0: it. I didn't get the motivation of the poop emoji. Did you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this, is, this is feeling like an attack. All right, All right. No, uh, now, now, for Jack uh, yeah. Stevens, uh, our listener, it sounds like he wanted one thing that he never received. He writes, quote, I never really hammered my parents for anything. I used a knife. <laughs> no, didn't no, he did that. write no. a <laughs> knife. No, I improvised that. Yeah, yeah. I never really hammered my parents for anything, but I did want a bike. I got one for Christmas and was very pleased, but I secretly wanted an Easy Bake Oven. My parents did get me a Poodle stationery set. I was sending out signals early on. <laughs> I like that letter a lot.
0: <laughs> am I am I interpreting this correctly? I think so. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think he was saying uh, one way or the other that he was sending out signals. I'm guessing that 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 per, perhaps he was gay. Um or well, or had sounds a like, different gender identity. Let me just say
0: this. When his parents saw him In the Gay Men's (laughs) Chorus? Yes. They didn't go, no! <laughs>
3: <laughs> but they did go, I don't know. man, we should have gotten that easy-bake oven. Yeah, no.
0: I think that's really funny. I, I think it's though. really cu- think it's There's so cute. There's so many cute
3: details buried in here. Yeah, like, he
0: wanted a poodle stationary
3: he, set. Well, he got, they did get him a poodle stationery set, so clearly they were on something, is what he's saying. I, I don't know. Yeah, but Do you he think that's for,
0: really a gender-identifying thing, a poodle stationary set?
3: I think just about any stationary set is a gender-identifying thing. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I don't, I, yeah. You're not a man of letters. <laughs> I am, in fact, a man of letters. I have, and I have, if my parents had gotten me a stationery set, I would have left home.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I have a book of Charles Dickens' letters. Yeah. You think, he uh, had 10 kids.
3: He would have left home if his parents had gotten him stationery. No, I
0: think, uh, you I do, think.
3: Like, if you're, if you're a cisgender male, you probably don't want stationery for Christmas. I think that's just pretty axiomatic. <laughs>
0: Well, how do you know he didn't already have everything else there was to want? Well, and his parents he, said, "What's the one thing this kid doesn't have?" He said, oh, you know what? Get him a poodle stationery. Well, See? they could
3: have gotten him. In, <laughs> they could have gotten him an easy bake oven, but apparently they didn't. Oh uh, yeah, but they, they got that's a poodle, dangerous. Poodle stationary, though. They, easy
0: bake ovens used to be dangerous. They used to be very dangerous yeah. because
3: they were just, um, just, just basically you plugged it into a wall and and a wire inside burnt your little <laughs> bread pan, right?
0: Uh, yeah, and yeah. your hand. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, A lot of kids that learn to cook. So he's probably
3: better off. They didn't have the Easy Bake Oven. But um, I'm going to stand by the straight gender male antipathy for (laughs) stationery.
0: I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, Guys like a nice stationery, don't they? We don't want it for
3: Christmas. It's also like, you see this with with, (laughs) with, um, traditionally boys and girls when it comes to clothes on Christmas. There are some, like my sister would occasionally get some clothes and be really happy with clothes on Christmas. Yeah. For me, I'd rather have been poisoned.
0: Than to get clothes? Then to get
3: the disappointment of, of opening up a present and there's a, there's a sweater in there.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. What the, then what could they get you?
3: Games.
0: Toys. Oh, game, games. Books. Toys. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. yeah. That's the yeah. stuff I liked. Mm-hmm. Games, toys, books. Yeah. Sporting equipment. Yeah. Uh, like
0: you liked that toy stationery set that you had. No, if it was toy stationery, <laughs> I didn't want it.
3: I didn't want it, it wasn't
0: real station it wasn't a real stationary set it was a toy stationary set, and that's why you liked it so much
3: no no, i just i would nothing involving stationery would have jazzed me as a young boy. It just wouldn't have worked <laughs> you wanted a real oven. I didn't want an easy big of it either. I, I feel like we're covered. I love this. Is a beautiful
0: story, Jack Stevens. Yeah, Thank we, lo- we love this letter, Jack great. Stevens.
3: And it was really well written, too. I feel like, like the details, he doesn't linger on them too long. He just kind of lets us know what was happening. Uh, lastly, we have some mail all the way from Budapest, Hungary. All right. <laughs> yeah. They love us in Hungary. And Jan Knox wrote in I wanted a Roy Rogers guitar. Got it. Loved it and was absolutely shocked that I didn't know how to play it. <laughs> I love that, too.
0: Yeah, Adam felt the same way when he got his toy stationary and he didn't know how to write.
3: <laughs> not a single part of that is true. This is, this is not a single one. A but big, I do identify. Yeah, that, that
0: takes you back to that disappointing year, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I do I, identify. I remember
0: before you <laughs> ran to your room, you said, it's
3: not even real stationary. <laughs> Slam. I am going to write an epistolary novel about how disappointed I am in you. (laughs) Slam. That's what happened in my house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember that disappointing Christmas.
3: You do? Um, Yeah. Because we haven't known each other that long. Anyway, um, so I I love the Ray Rogers guitar thing because I understand that feeling that kids have that once they get the instrument, they'll be able to play. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been taking drum lessons for a few years and I'm still blown away that I can't
3: play. Now, I think you probably can play at this point. Not really. Really? No. Like, like if, if I, mean, I laid pitching, down a, but... a simple blues progression, you wouldn't be able to keep time for, for two or three minutes? A what? <laughs> Well said. Well said. Um, now, remember, everybody, it doesn't have to be Christmas for you to write into us. You can write to us anytime at nobodylistenstopaulpoundstone at gmail.com, and you can visit us on Facebook at Poundstone. Uh Frequently, we'll, we'll be asking little questions there on Facebook, like the ones that we uh, were just listing right there. of the Week this Christmas is Helen from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, do you have a long road trip ahead of you? Or did you miss a flight and you're stuck at the airport? Never fear, Maximum Fun is here. Take a listen to some of our other offerings from the Maximum Fun
1: Network.
2: If you're looking for a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network? It won Best Comedy at the British Podcast Awards in 2017 and 2018. Also, I all. There were no horses in this country until the, the mid to late 60s. Specialist bovine arse vet. Both of his eyes are
1: squid's eyes.
0: Yoghurt buffet. She was married to a bacon farmer who saved her life.
2: Farm-raised snow leopard. True. Download it today. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast from MaximumFun.org. Also, maybe start at episode one or, weirdly, episode 36, which for some reason requires no knowledge of the rest of the show. Hey, gang. uh, This is Jesse, and I am joined by Bikram, the managing director of Maximum Fun. Hi, everyone. So we have some really amazing news to close out 2018. After this spring's pledge drive, we gave members the chance to buy enamel pins with the full profits of those sales, going to the National Immigration Law Center. This is a tough time to be an immigrant in the United States. As individuals, as a company, and as a community, we wanted to help provide resources for immigrants in the face of these attacks. We're proud to live in a nation of immigrants, and many of us here at Max Fun are immigrants or the children of immigrants ourselves. Together, we raised over $100,000. NILC will put that money to good use, providing legal representation to immigrants and their families who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. We are so proud of our community for making such an immense difference in so many lives. And whether you bought pins or not, you can help the NILC advocate for immigrants right now. All you have to do is go to maximumfundorg slash NILC. That's maximumfundorg slash NILC. N-I-L-C. Our thanks go to all of you who made this possible. Great work, everybody, and happy holidays from all of us at MaxFun.
3: Thank you, house band Jorge Reyes. That's really fantastic. Um, Paula, where are you traveling to these days?
0: I will be in San Francisco on New Year's Eve at the Norse, Boise, Idaho, January 17th at the Egyptian Theater, and in Houston, Texas, on January 18th at the Wortham Theater Center.
3: Now, if you want to see if Paula is coming to your neck of the woods in the days to come, check out her website, www.paulapoundstone.com.
0: You can follow me and Adam on Twitter and on Instagram, which I've almost entirely learned how to do. Really?
3: You, you do Instagram now? I've, I've been, seen I've there.
0: been posting some things on Instagram. What have you
3: posted? Tell, tell our listeners uh, what you posted.
0: Uh, well, I posted a picture of uh, Carnegie Hall from
3: the stage. Really?
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah,
3: I saw that one.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Adam Felber was nowhere to be found in yeah, that photograph. Weird, <laughs> yeah, I thought we both knew that
3: neither of us were going to be in that one. But uh,
0: I, I did just... post a picture of the Sacramento airport, uh, a little film. It wasn't just a picture, it was a little video. A video. Of uh, all the people who uh, were there to greet me. To greet you? When I arrived. All the fans that were there to greet me when I arrived. And how and, many were there? Uh None.
3: Oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah. some other kind of video there. You get off the plane and wave like you're the Beatles arriving in New yeah, York. Yeah, like Barry Manilow or something. And yeah. Just nothing. Just didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I try to pretend. I come down the escalator, you know, from into the baggage claim, you know, waving and stuff.
3: Yeah, that sounds really funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I want to see that. I'm also a little curious about why you went for Barry Manilow.
0: <laughs> because he used to have his own plane.
3: Oh, okay. He did? Yeah. It, it just and seemed odd used, to me. People you know, used
0: to it was a long time ago. I don't think it's
3: recently, but, but did yeah, people freak out on the tarmac for Barry Manilow the way they did for the Beatles or for other yeah. rock stars? Yeah, they did.
0: They you did. Know, did you know that originally they paid people to um shout for the Beatles? Did you know no. that? They also did with uh oh the Who? And I think they did with the Rolling Stones. I they can't paid swear. People to which. To, well, who's and I believe they, they did with Elvis people? too. Uh, they're managers, they're you know, they're promoters. They paid people to To lose scream. their minds. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I think a lot of that Beetle hysteria was real, right? I mean, I think eventually tons it co- of, oh, oh, eventually
0: you- it caught on. I guess what I'm saying is um if you'd like uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you just got bored and went for the script if you and would, then no, then realized you had no idea where we were in the script. No,
0: no, no. What I was saying is I'm I'm encouraging listeners that if you would like to come to the airport Uh, Or come to my shows and and scream and cry for me. I'll slip you a couple of bucks. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, Yeah.
3: sure. See, I thought you were reaching for the next line. That's a really nice sentiment. That's a really nice sentiment. I
0: wasn't reaching for the next uh, line.
3: Because it is your line. Oh, is it? Where is it? Oh, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's mine! (laughs) And if you need a last-minute gift, visit maxfunstore.com for a Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirt.
0: You know, isn't it Christmas Eve...
3: It is Christmas Eve. <laughs> this would be super last minute. If you,
0: leave, if you need a last minute gift, yeah. you've blown it already. You really have. If you're... you want to, if you want to do your shopping early for next year, yeah.
3: contact. I would say not only that. If you did just open your laptop after hearing this on Christmas Eve, you're and and you do need a last-minute present, you're a bad person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that makes them a bad well, person. I mean,
3: come on. It's Christmas Eve, and they're thinking, what do I have to do today? I don't know. I guess I'll just listen to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. A podcast can- on which, for the last hour, we've been mentioning that Christmas is tomorrow. Well, you know what, though? Um, maybe...
0: Uh, they're just looking for gift ideas, and so they're listening to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Do you
3: have any gift ideas besides our t-shirts? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing yeah. we haven't talked about.
0: Uh, poodle stationery.
3: <laughs> for boys or girls. it's not gender specific. No, but I think if you I think if it's if it's a straight cisgender male, I, I really feel like my advice is good.
0: What is a cisgender male? What does that mean? It
3: that means that a, a s- male who identifies, uh, who feels like he's uh, the right gender for his body shape.
0: Oh my God, it's a confusing world. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah.
3: But don't get those people stationary, please.
0: No, get the poodle stationary. That's very popular this year. It isn't. <laughs> it is. It's taken off. All right. Um, you know, Adam, I have a great idea for a holiday gift. Oh, you do? And you know what? And don't worry if it's a couple of days late. It's such a good gift that people will be happy to receive it no matter what day it comes. And what
3: gift is that, Paula Poundstone?
0: You can give the amazing gift of one of my remarkably soft tri-poly blend shirts with a self-portrait on the left breast and a, and a memorable quote on the back.
3: That sounds really nice. Yeah,
0: that you know, that makes for a nice Christmas.
3: You know, a Grinchy guy might point out that Tri-poly blend isn't a thing, and what you're talking about is a tri-blend cotton rayon polyester shirt, but it's Christmas. And I want to say, Paula Poundstone, we have been doing this podcast now. We started doing demos almost exactly a year ago. Has it been a year? It's been almost a year, And, and the podcast itself hit about six months ago, and this has been, doing this podcast with you has been a great present for me all year round
0: to, Adam. So, Thank Merry you so much.
3: Merry Christmas to you.
0: Merry Christmas to you too. And I just want to, um, I just want to do one quick tribute to my manager.
3: Oh yeah, you know, as long as we're giving presents, I can I take part in that too, Bonnie? Yeah, Bonnie Burns, my manager,
0: who makes a crinkly sound I everywhere she goes. I want you to try to goes. think about
3: something very important in your life right now. <laughs> Imagine that this is really, really important that you remember a detail or something.
0: And here's a, And here's a little tribute to our sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why
3: Ray Horse moves humming. Cuz it really seemed like like Jorge Reyes had the music covered. <laughs> and you know, Tony and Anita Hall, we got you this wonderful dog. <laughs> so everybody everybody here in the studio gets a little this holiday present. This
0: is uh, yeah. What's the, uh, this is the uh, yeah. Everyone's gotten what they wanted.
3: Yeah, it's a Christmas
0: miracle. It's a Christmas miracle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking after we watched Transformers last night. It was a Christmas miracle. Was it that we stayed awake till the end of that oh. movie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time to drown myself in a vat of eggnog. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, the same Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lazebnik, which in f- is French for the Zebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horse. Been special thanks to tonight's houseman, Jorge Reyes, on the saxophone. Thanks to our head of security, Ryan the Grinch Gabernetti, who, in point of fact, left before we started recording this episode. Yeah,
0: we're Trans- going to get the shit beaten out of us when we leave this building.
3: <laughs> no doubt. That's going to be our Christmas miracle if we get home alive. Uh, transcription services for the show provided by TranscribeMe. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, just use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com.
0: That's our show for tonight. Merry Christmas. Won't somebody please listen to me?
3: Look, it's snowing.